I am Bart Sprenkels and you are listening to the second episode of the Aquarium Genius Podcast. In this episode, I'm on a phone call with Deborah. Um, Deborah has been in the aquarium hobby for over 35 years and she's been very active. Um, the reason why I wanted to talk with her is because she's been um, servicing aquariums at New England Aquarium Services for a long time. And right now she is the Vice President of New England Aquarium Services. So she's encountered lots of different problems, scenarios. She's built amazing tanks. Uh, you can find her at, uh, at Deborah's Fish on Instagram or neaquariumservices.com on the internet. And it's amazing to see what kind of large, beautiful, prominent aquariums that they are building and maintaining for hotels, restaurants and all kinds of other commercial uh, locations. So I wanted to pick her brain and she agreed. So let's hop on a call with Deb. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start. Um, can you uh, can you maybe uh, give a quick introduction uh, about yourself and um, your experience in the aquarium hobby and aquarium surface so far? Sure. Okay. Well, I started um, I started keeping fish in 1983, mm-hmm. um, and something I always wanted to do, but my parents wouldn't, you know, let me have them in the house. So. When I got my own apartment, that's one of the first things I did. Um, so I went from there, and just a couple years later, I met my uh, my work partner now. Mm-hmm. We've been t- together almost 38 years. And um, what I did in the beginning is was I worked with him part-time when I wasn't doing a, a full-time job that I had this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I learned a lot from him. Um, and, and this was in the really the infancy of reef keeping and stuff. Yeah. Um, gosh, back then, if you could even keep a reef at all, it was amazing. It was a huge accomplishment. You know, we had the big metal highlight lights that were so hot and, you know, would use a lot of electricity. Yeah. Um, you Pe- know, people still talk really... about those, right? Because I yeah. still read about those on, on the forums and online. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's kind of, that's, that was the stone age. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, you know, from that point, I mean, after a year and a half or so, I was able to, he had enough accounts that I could work with him full time. Um, and so I was just kind of, you know, just jumped into it. And we didn't use live plants back then because they weren't available on freshwater tanks. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was plastic plants and, and, and freshwater tanks. Um, but a few years down the road, you know, we started doing um, live plants and really haven't gone back to the artificials except with maybe African cichlids or something. Yeah, um, for the obvious so reasons. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I became vice president of New England Aquarium Services, Mm -hmm. and uh, in the past uh, couple years, uh, I've come off of the road uh, as far as servicing tanks and hospitals and restaurants and doctor's offices, um, partially because of um, my age, my health. Um, So now I am in the office. I I do a lot of the the, um, 
administrative work, billing especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also chief of husbandry, uh, both freshwater and saltwater uh, marines and corals and things that come in. And we have two large separate rooms, uh, one for fresh, one for salt. And um, I receive them when they come in and go through the process of acclimation and make sure that they're being extremely well fed. Mm-hmm. Um, we we uh, keep them for about, uh, salt water we keep for three to four weeks if, if they don't come down with anything mm-hmm. um, before they go out to our customers. Uh, fresh water we'll keep about a week. They're, um, they're usually a lot more resilient anyways. Yeah. You give them like a lot of food and medication probably, I assume, as well? Um, I don't medicate unless I see a problem. Okay. Um, but uh, saltwater fish come in at a lower uh, salinity. Yeah. So if they're carrying a parasite, that will, that will usually destroy the parasite. Um, but, yeah, we kind of like to use the word conditioning rather than quarantining. It's mm-hmm. just getting them to a point of being nice and strong and healthy and, and settled in and ready to go to the customer. Ah, nice. Yeah. I, I like the word conditioning better than quarantining, I think. Yeah. Just the implications well, that it has. I think that's it. It's just the the use of the word quarantining automatically makes you think of sick fish. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we're through COVID and everything, you know, quarantine, quarantine. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah and, and getting them in good condition by, oh, my gosh, those, our fish eat so good. Um, the joke around here with me is my fish eat better than I do. They get gourmet. They get gourmet. I get drive through. <laughs> oh, wow. So for them, it's Christmas every day. <laughs> yeah. But, but it really brings the stress down on the fish when they're eating well and they're getting, you know, regular photo period and regular water changes. And, you know, we like to just kind of get them comfortable before they go out and it makes a huge difference. Is there a difference in the way you treated a new fish like 20 years ago compared to what you guys do today? Um, well, I think some of it has been learned, but we always did uh, keep the saltwater fish for a period of time before they would go out just because we know how, how quickly an entire um, aquarium can become uh, infected or sick. So mm-hmm. we, we were careful from the beginning, but I think as we went along, we learned a few things about, especially about nutrition and just watching them. So you give we, them we, more attention, basically, we, and better food or yeah, other food. Yeah, and we more. keep them in a natural environment, too, so they're not... They're not stressing out and, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I was looking through your um, Instagram page, which, by the way, mm-hmm. is uh, at Deborah Fish, Deborah's Fish with an S in between. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And I just really enjoyed all the different animals that you you are taking pictures of. But are those are those your own fish or are those from from your work or a combination yeah, well, but I usually put where I've taken the picture from. So if it says Wells, Maine, 
that would be my home. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one would say uh, either Biddeford, Maine, or if it's any other place outside of Wells, then it's it's our service accounts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have some of them in my house, but I mean, I've literally gotten rid of furniture so I could put in another aquarium. Um, oh, I, I have the yeah. same, actually, in my student house. Um, I live yeah. on a very, very small space, and yeah. most of it is aquarium. Like, <laughs> probably a, two, a, a portion that's too big is aquarium <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I know how that goes. I know like, some women in their homes have got you know, a sewing room or something like that. Mm -hmm. I have a room that's dedicated for fish and then it still runs over into my living room. You know, I like them around me, you know, even though I have them here at work all the time, I just, when I go home, you know, I have my three cats, I've got my fish and it's just very comforting and, and I I just love them. It's relaxing, right? Yeah. Certainly is. Nice. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, what uh, what kind of problems do you um, usually run in uh, into while doing maintenance? I was thinking because probably in your in all the years um, you've been working, you encounter a lot of different problems. Um, and and are they different from regular home aquariums from people, or what are some of the problems that you run into? Okay. Well, commercially. Um, because okay commercially like start with a freshwater tank Mm -hmm. they are usually done every other week um so we only see them like twice a month okay then you have salt water which is done once a week or once every other week depending on how often sometimes they will let us in Mm -hmm. so so there's a lot of time in between there where people can start getting into things that they're not supposed to be getting into like you know that we've had so many strange things happen like um people pouring their drinks into a tank at a restaurant um so a lot or advancing the lights and oh they say their lights not working and or they're feeding we have automatic feeders on on the freshwater tanks and most of saltwater tanks too Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll tend to keep hitting the bar that releases food oh well we're all out of food now and you go in and there's just you know the bottom of the tank is just full of of food that's not been eaten and of course that you know you get an ammonia spike and everything else so keeping people's hands off of things is probably one of the biggest problems i think that we have rather than the fish yeah um um there you know there are some um, training new people, um, putting together um, like canister filters. You know, we just have to make sure they get good training on it. Mm-hmm. Um, my my two favorites are the um, Eheim, the 600 series, mm-hmm. and uh, Fluval's, uh Let's see, it's the FX four and six. Yeah, those I like both of them. I think the Fluval is easier to work on, but I love the way how much water it moves. I mean, it really moves a lot and it's super silent. Um, So I use them, especially on tanks that have got big fish or, you know, kind of tank busters or 
um, you know, because you really need a lot of current. Um, so those I definitely will put on, on with the bigger fish. Yeah. Now, if we have a planted tank, I like to use the Eheim, and that's very efficient too, but it doesn't have the force of water mm-hmm. that you coming out that you would have with the uh, fluval. So, yeah, and then there's some back filters and stuff that I really like. Um, Cici puts out, oh, I forget the, oh, Tidal. Tidal and, yeah, yeah the, my, my old all-time favorite, AquaClear, um, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've been pretty fortunate with our filters being reliable and, um, lights being pretty good when people aren't fooling around with them. Um, oh yeah. We did have some problems with heaters, so we spare no expense with heaters. We don't like them, um, you know, getting stuck in the on position because that that's just yeah, faster. that's terrible. Yeah, then you're cooking fish. Yeah. yeah. So. But what problems and, did you uh, run into then? For the for the what heaters. What problems? Yeah. What? Well, yeah, we had bought a whole stockpiled on. Um, oh, I forget the name of it now, but we had bought a bunch of heaters, and they just—I mean, it's like it was they all failed at the same time. We were getting calls from customers saying their tanks were warm. We had our service techs calling in the tanks up to 90. You know, it was just, uh, and it like all happened at once. Oh, like they were programmed to do so or something. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, exactly. it was just strange, but we got, we, and they weren't cheap filters. Yeah. But I like what you say. Using... I, I like what you Go say ahead. about, um, the biggest problem is people are, are getting like their hands in the in the aquarium or like people are yeah. doing stuff to the aquarium because I one of the biggest things I've learned um is sometimes you just have to let your aquarium sit and not do mm-hmm. anything and have some patience it's probably what yeah, uh, some absolutely. yeah right yep prob- patience yeah you absolutely have to yeah, just let it. It'll it'll come in time. Nothing, nothing good ever happens fast. You know, it's it's all like a garden or anything else. You know, it's it just takes time. Yeah, and yeah. And, and what's interesting uh, also is uh, you already mentioned the automa- uh, the automated feeders because I was very curious mm-hmm. how you guys do that. Do you let your customers feed the aquariums, but but you use feeders for that, right? Okay, so on all of our freshwater tanks, because most of them are planted, mm-hmm. um, we we use the Eheim um, automatic feeders, which is it's a tumbler, okay. and you know it, it just uh, releases food. You can program it from one to four times a day, uh, and we usually do twice a day, um, and that way the customer doesn't have to get involved at all um, with our African cichlids. Um, even some of our South Americans, we we have like larger size pellets um, that we can put in, and, and that way the customer should not be feeding the fish either at that time. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that we get people involved in is if there are fish that are saltwater, and we teach one person that works wherever it might be mm-hmm. to 
teach them how and how much to feed the fish frozen food. Um, and then uh, on yeah. top of that, there's an automatic feeder as well that releases something into the water once a day. Because then we got some big reef tanks out there. Um, I think our biggest one's almost a thousand gallons. Oh, wow. And the one we just set up, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of posting of that one. It's uh, at a car dealership. That's 850. But a lot of really new, nice equipment on it. I mean, the, the top of the line, I, I guess, is what I should say. Mm-hmm. And I just love going there just to take pictures and, you know, feed them. And I just, it, it just, I am so thankful. I'm so blessed that I never, this never gets old for me. I've, I've been, you know, I've been keeping fish all these years, going on 40 years. And I just, I love it. I just love them all the more. Yeah, that's so good to hear. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any any other tips for maybe um, beginner aquarium hobbyists um, that might make their experience of, of getting into the hobby um, easier and like more smooth? Yeah, um, I think one of the first things I used to tell people when we had our store um, to start with a tank as large as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommended like instead of a 10 gallon, go with a 20 gallon um, or even if you can afford it, a 40. Because what's going to happen if something goes wrong in a tank that's a 10 gallon or a five gallon, it's going to go wrong so quick. You're probably not going to be able to catch it. And the more volume of water you have anyways, the more stable the water condition is going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've got a sister that she keeps fish in a two and a half gallon tank. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm telling you, if you stepped it up to, you know, 15, 20 gallons, you could have so many more fish. And I said, you do a really good job to maintain what you do, because unfortunately, most people fail and with tiny tanks. And I think that discourages people. So yeah, start as, um, as big as you can and, um, patience, like you said earlier, you know, just be patient with it and start out slowly with just a couple of fish. Yeah. I, I love the first tip because it makes like intuitively, it makes no sense because you're most, most starters start people who are starting are, are on a budget and they want like, yeah. They want the best equipment and the best uh, ornaments and plants and everything, but they forget mm-hmm. that like investing in a bigger tank is going to make their experience so much easier. I yeah. always compare yeah. it to like a, a a small and a, a large room. If you um, open a jar of anything in a small room, you're going to smell it much sooner than in a large room, and it's the same with aquariums. Yep. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I've heard that analogy used before too. Like with, um, if you or somebody was smoking mm-hmm. in a, um, a small room as opposed to a huge room, you would be able to smell it a lot worse. So yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, th- those were actually all my questions, and I, I really enjoy um, enjoy your experience and 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 learning about your experience. So thanks, I guess. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Now, this is going to be aired on what is the podcast so I can listen to it? Um, so my website is called Aquarium Genius. And yeah. my um, like um, thing I want to start in the next year is a 
a podcast that airs every two weeks um, on platforms like Spotify and, and, and Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, but also on my website. Got, yep, gotcha. And I'll make mm -hmm. sure to, uh, to send you a link by then. I will definitely do so. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I uh, just wanted to add it, add to this that, you know, for, for all the years I've been doing this, you know, people say, Oh, you're still working. You know, you could retire now or something, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I, I just enjoy this so much. It's like I haven't worked in 40 years. Yeah. Wow. That's what I, that's what I uh, want everyone to have, you know, that's so good. Yeah. And, and Yeah, the, this hobby has the potential to do so. And, and I know it, you experience it. So it's so good if we can share mm -hmm. that to more people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just learning the hobby and taking your time and, and um, going as big as you can to start with um, and just, just relax and start with a couple of fish and learn all you can. I mean, I know I still read. I still, I, I look at other people's like uh, uh, YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. uh, K&G Tropicals is a really, really good one for beginners to learn from. Those uh, Lisa and John are extremely knowledgeable and are excellent with beginners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, so good. That's, like do your research, take your time, take it mm -hmm. one step at a time. Um, right. It will avoid yeah, and, it will avoid mistakes and get this you know figure out what kind of fish you want rather than getting the tank and setting it up and then adding the fish think about what you want for fish first and then build the tank around that yeah also a very good tip for sure yeah yeah, yeah. well thanks for yeah. your time thanks and well, um, thank it was a pleasure talking to you thank you very much it's nice to talk to you all right have a nice day So that was very interesting, if I can say so myself. <laughs> oh, we're Dutch are so modest. Um, no, but I really appreciated the conversation I just had with Debbie. And I would like to recap a little bit because she gave some super valuable tips that, that, that need to be stressed once more. Um, for me, the biggest one was when I asked... Um, what problems she encounters with clients' aquarium. And what I liked about what she said is that problems started to arise when um, the clients started to interfere with the aquarium, you know. And this can be a tip that I have received in the past, is to, at some point, just take a step back from the aquarium. Don't constantly have your hands and your tools in your aquarium. Now, this goes for freshwater but especially for saltwater aquariums um, sometimes it's better to not have your hands in the aquarium at all and just give it some time now, the other tip that she gave uh, at the end was also very good and, and something that uh, can save you a lot of headache but also quite a lot of money and that's to purchase a tank as large as you can and not as you can afford but It needs to be practical, but try and purchase the largest aquarium for you at the start. Now, the reason for this is basically twofold. One is uh, uh, it's way easier to find a balance in that aquarium. Now, we've already just talked about it. But the other one, and this is kind of a running joke in the aquarium hobby, maybe it has already happened to you, is that if you buy a 
small aquarium, over time, for some reason, that small aquarium will turn into a large aquarium. And this is something that I have done myself and I did, I, I, many other people have this as well. And there are even t-shirts on this phenomenon. Um, if you buy an aquarium, you will want to go bigger over time. And it will save you quite a lot of headache, especially if you're going to run in all kind of problems with your small aquarium that maybe wouldn't have been so pungent and severe in a larger aquarium. Now, in two weeks, we will talk with Dan from Canada. And Dan is a, a breeder that's breeding shrimp and uh, plants and selling that on his web shop. Basically, he has a fish room with all kinds of shrimp and he set it all up himself and it was a pleasure talking to him. I already recorded it. So make sure to be back in two weeks. I have been Bart Sprenkels and you can find me uh, on Instagram at Aquarium Genius on my website AquariumGenius.com and you can send me an email if you want on Bart at AquariumGenius.com I hope you have enjoyed this session and I hope that I will see you or you will listen to me again in two weeks. Cheers. <laughs>